Around Comics, episode 58. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of Around Comics, Brian Salazar. I'm feeling a bit overexposed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put your pants right. back on. Oh, sorry. Oh, this is a, so it's going to be a prison rules tonight, huh? <laughs> Next is our other co-host, and the straw that stirs the drink, Mr. Tom Caters. I would like to be referred to as the swizzle stick that stirs the Ooh. drink. Ooh. Classy. Class. A nice change up. Nice. And uh, our, our, our Monday episode regular and the host of Word Balloon, Mr. Uh, Mr. <laughs> John Sanchez. Um, my drink is feeling naked because it doesn't have a condom like the rest of yours. What? Oh, that Whoa. was a gift from uh, uh, yeah, from Paper Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan. Uh, uh, sent us uh, our friend Dan. Cozies. Cozies. Yeah, they, cozies. Have, they have little snug cozies on their beer bottles. I got uh, the Bears. Tom has uh, I have the Packers. And I'm the World Series champion. Oh, oh, sh- all I got was a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I got a McDonald's cup hey, with hey, urine in it. John, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna tell you we had people, uh, you know, sending us comments about you being on the show, like saying, you know, if Central's is gonna be on every week, he might as well just be part of the show. And so we, we've decided to incorporate you. It's now a round word balloon. Is the show? And actually, I figured it out. Your due, your dues are. Each other's shows on our website. Your dues are due next week. No, I have to. Kid. I haven't had you guys on yet. He, he's Neil Young. We're Crosby, so yeah, Nash, and he's Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. Dude, exactly. you don't need to have a... Like, okay, yeah, you're going to have an episode with Jeff Johns, then us, and then... <laughs> so, you also do a show, and you're like, yes, I also do a show similar to yours, but not as good with interviews. Well, awesome. Next week, I'm talking to uh, God, who uh, invented all the comic books, and Jesus. <laughs> Who inked most? Who are you guys talking to? <laughs> um, about each other about well, can, the news. Can I introduce our our, our last guest here? Oh sure. Oh sorry. Yeah, uh, the artist of a bunch of stuff. Really, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, that's the that's all I would The do. co-creator, the co-creator of Gravity. Yeah, uh, the sorry, current artist piece. on Runaways. No. Sep- no. Seven no. and eight. Adrian's back. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh, the next two issues of the Adam. The Adam. All new Adam. Loaded Bible. Loaded Bible. What else? You got a lot going on. You're a busy Actually, guy. Actually, no. That's it. That's it. We're done? I'm jobless after You're that. retiring? Yeah. <laughs> I have a trauma book coming up. The trauma anthology. Uh, I'm working on a trauma anthology. John is fucking ancient. Be a pushy Like you might. So if you hadn't guessed, uh, Mr. 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 Mike Norton. Mike, welcome Hello. to the panel. <laughs> Hello. I'm on a diet. I shouldn't be drinking this beer. Now, we had Crank on last week uh-huh. without Mike, and now we got Mike without Crank. Are you guys okay? Is, I mean, is there trouble at home? Somebody sent in an email that they uh, to us about hearing him on your show, and they <laughs> they said something about they now that puts to rest their theory that we're the same person, <laughs> and I'm just doing a voice. But wait, that's not Crank's a puppet. Crank's a radio. That's, that's what I was. That him just saying that made me think that I was like, yeah, that's, that's the dumbest theory ever. 
<laughs> You're Jim. He's Jim Shorts. Well, he's well. That's a that's a local <laughs> radio. Chicago radio. Yeah, sorry, Chicago radio reference. Jim Shorts. All right, guys. Pete would, Moss. Uh, would like to let everyone know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by Athena Voltaire. Athena Voltaire, the collected web comics coming in December from Ape Entertainment. What mysteries lurk in a monastery hidden in the Himalayas? And who or what protects those secrets? And why is the daughter of Dracula after Athena Voltaire? This 96-page trade paperback collects the entire run of the Eisner Award-nominated online adventures for the first time ever in print, as well as sketches, pinups, and more. Planetary-slash-authority co-creator Warren Ellis describes the pulp-inspired series as if the mummy and Van Helsing were actually, you know, good... Athena Voltaire, the collected webcomics, is available from Diamond Distributors and can be ordered with the following code, OCT063122. All four issues of the first Athena Voltaire miniseries, Flight of the Falcon, can also be ordered through Diamond. Athena Voltaire, high adventure, takes flight this December. Steve Bryant equals the man. Steve's Steve's a Steve's a man. He's a, a prolific guy. writer. If you can't tell from that spot, yeah, he can write a spot. Jeez. I don't know about a comic, but he can write a spot. Just kidding. So de- definitely check out Athena Party Voltaire, Pop. and uh, yeah, we actually uh, check out some around co- the around comics ad. There, last, yeah, the we, 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 we don't have an okay. ad in Athena Voltaire. <laughs> so go buy Athena Voltaire. So you can see our so ad. Get the fucking ad. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-two pages. There it is. All right. Hey, it's right, just right, an right added next, bonus. Yeah. To, right next sure. to the word balloon ad. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Steve will be on a word balloon uh, coming up. Awesome, fantastic! So, oh, I know okay. you guys have had him on. He's great. There, there, it, cool. it doesn't. Steve, oh, no question. Steve is one of the nicest guys that I've met in in comics. I don't He's even think it's smart. an act like Norton. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing that's deceptive about Steve, though, is Steve's really nice, but also so quick to turn to just horrible violence. Yeah, I've seen him just strangle really, kittens. Yeah, like that, ho- that hobo did not deserve <laughs> to be gutted. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Actually, no matter what, what Steve said. After, after what Norton just gave me, I, I, I'm going to propose to him after the show. Man, oh, I swear. Yeah, that's, th- that's, why, see, that's why I'm not on every show, because sometimes Chris creeps me out. <laughs> Well, no, I'm saying I hear it's that. illegal because aren't you already engaged? Oh, that's true. Well, uh, that's not a breaking the Yeah, law, but she's leaving him for She's breaking a woman's heart by saying Oh, that. you're breaking... Yeah. I yeah, hear yeah, that she, you she own she a She told me last week that <laughs> Sal is totally cute and she would date him. I'm like, thanks, honey. Appreciate it. I can't help it. I'm I, cute. I noticed on your blog that you own a cat who's <laughs> named uh, Marion. Is that named after perhaps someone from your past? <laughs> How do you do that? Stop it. Yeah, All right, Around Comics man. is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. When you're here, remember to ask about Dark Tower's Pull West membership. It's one of the best you'll find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream and independent comics, as well as hardcover and a trades, uh, statues, and action figures. <laughs> and the trades? <laughs> and the trades. <laughs> Come to that's a ta- good, Amy. Is that's that a good <laughs> statues and the action <laughs> figures. I was going to say, is that Italian? <laughs> walls, walls and walls of that trades. That is a spicy of me. Oh, good Lord. Come to Dark Tower for all of your comics and collectible needs. And congratulations to the new owner of Dark Tower Comics, Mr. Mark Beatty, although we'd appreciate it if you turn the fucking heat on sometime. Can't but, afford it. Oh. <laughs> the heat's not good for the <laughs> comics. <laughs> it warps not good them. for the comics. I'm all right. Uh, I light the 25 centers on fire, but Tom, I, I, I already picked through. I got all the good ones. If you are confused right now, you might be a long-time listener of Around Comics, 
and you might have noticed that starting with the previous episode, or two episodes No, ago, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading this announcement now. Uh, we've changed our format, so we'll have two episodes a week, one on Monday yeah. and one on Thursday. The Monday one is where um, we talk about the news and top of the stack. And Thursday will be the interview, so if you're confused, don't cry. It won't always be an interview. Don't it could be drop a Comics us. 101, it could be just a topic discussion, it'll be... You that's know. not what we agreed on. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not It's, it's going to be just a Tom it's, interview every Thursday. All right. So don't cry. Um, Year of Alan Moore, if you guys haven't gone to the forum yet, you can go and check that out. We started up this little book club uh, over the next 12 months or so. We're going to be reading uh, a bunch of, not all of, but a bunch of the works of Alan Moore. Uh, the good stuff. <laughs> I, I think it's it's an interesting selection. We're we're taking it roughly chronologically. December is Swamp Thing month. Read as much Swamp Thing as you want or as you can, and no, we'll be talking about as much it. as you can. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real sign of how much you're committed to <laughs> to us. No less than the first five read. volumes. Well, yeah, but it's all it's all online, <laughs> so I could just lie about. A lot it. of people think an iTunes subscription is a one way highway. It's not. <laughs> this is double. It's a commitment from what, you to us. <laughs> you know, you subscribe what? to us, and we put the episodes out. <laughs> wow. If, yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> my new take. When did we when yeah. did we decide on this? I did. Oh, Thomas Sherwood. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so anyway, maybe. Swamp Thing in December, Watchmen, and the Complete Ballad of Halo Jones in January, uh, V for Vendetta, and Skiz in February, and From Hell in March. And then you can go to. Uh, the thread on the forum and check out the rest of the year's and schedule. Next, and Should next December, when this is all over, we're going to have Alan Moore discussion on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take Alan That's Moore funny. quotes out of context, <laughs> have someone impersonate him, and answer the questions using there you go. his own words. All right. And, uh, Sal, if, uh, if those folks don't have any of that uh, fine Alan Moore work, where's a good place for them to buy that? Uh, shop at Around Comics, www.aroundcomics.com. We have a uh, Amazon store that you can buy all the trades and books and stuff of Alan Moore and, and also all sorts of other stuff. So if you're going to buy trades and stuff from Amazon anyway, come to Around it's Comics no more at, at, and, at around and it'll just help us out a little bit. All right. You can check that out at the new website. Once again, great job uh, redesigning that. Sal, I can say that because I had nothing to do with it. Looks great. I know there's some bugs out there. Some people are having some issues with, like, if they're running Safari on a Mac, there's some issues and stuff like that. So I'm trying to fix all that stuff as it comes up. I think it's Firefox. Is that when the kill all humans command comes out of the computer? (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Your bases are So I'm, I'm working on it, but, you know. All right, and to uh, to wrap up uh, I'm not that announcements, good, so. uh, if you would be so kind as to leave us an iTunes music review, be as cool as Andy Parks, and we actually had five people that were as cool as Andy Parks in the last week, so I thanks think, everyone, appreciate it. I want to get a shirt that says, I'm as cool as Andy Parks, we're, and give them yeah. out the iTunes I think review. in order for Andy Parks to justify <clears throat> our continuing calling him cool, you notice how confrontational I've become this episode? I, I have. Is he needs to somehow figure out a way to circumvent all the rules and leave a second, even cooler <laughs> oh, review. Under you a can rewrite your reviews if you want. Yeah. Yeah, but so that wouldn't. I don't. Very, I don't know that. that that would be cool. <laughs> that wouldn't be like Fonzie cool. Fonzie would never do that. Fonzie doesn't even know what the internet is. Because hey. he's too busy sleeping with women in like <laughs> rebuilding <laughs> girl toys. Well, thank you very much to Scott Johnson, uh, who's just a great guy anyway. <laughs> Gawain. Uh, Sir Gawain. Gawain. Uh, Time travel. Whitehall. Was it W Y T Whitehall? Rab Scuttle, which it was confirmed it's not Rab Scuttle. It's not Rab Scuttle. It's Rab Scuttle. And Piffarelli. 
Hey, Pifarelli, what's happening? And Pifarelli was the 70th review there, so... Uh, you got a Tom Porter's so, quarterbook. Yeah, send me your Tom Cater's quarterbook. Tom Cater's quarterbook. A Cater's quarter. All right, that will... Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks to all those folks. Morning, that will uh, take care of our announcements. Let's move on to the news. All right, our uh, first story, starting things off this week. We actually talked about it at length last Thursday, whenever we had uh, uh, Mike's uh, co-host from Crankcast on, Chris Crank. Puppet. It is uh, (laughs) Mike's quote-unquote other character (laughs) that he plays. (laughs) Most people don't know this, but Crank is actually just... Mike's Siamese twin. He talks <laughs> way too fast and way too high for me. <laughs> they were a perfect combo. Well, Full box online. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you tired of collecting a new comic series only to find some issues are sold out and unavailable? Yes. Ever wish that you could track down hard-to-find back issues with ease and comfort? Why, yes. Ever, ever wanted to get your favorite comics immediately on your computer? I like a vault. <laughs> wish no longer. Pullbox Online is the answer you've been searching for. Pullboxonline.com offers you a large selection of your favorite titles for pennies on the dollar, enabling you to order and download the hottest comics at the click of a mouse. Pullbox Online features exciting titles such as Zombie, uh, is that Feast? And yes. CBO from from spelling. IDW Publishing, <laughs> Hackslash, Voltron, and Family Guy from Devil's Due Publishing, Jim Mafood's Girl Scouts, and Girl. Stupid Comics, Girl. and coming soon, Nexus by Steve Rude. Uh, oh, plus, really? Yeah, plus much, much more. Uh, new publishers and creators are <laughs> popping up weekly. We're happy to be part of Pullbox Pull box Online's launch. We're always looking for ways to increase the size of our audience, and digital downloads are a great way to reach new readers, said Ted Adams, IDW Publishing's president. For more information, please visit www.pullboxonline.com. That read uh, strangely like a, an, an ad or a commercial, you but think? that was the that was the uh, that was the the PR release. But Didn't we just do the news. <laughs> the news versus. Well, we've talked about Pullbox Online last week. If you want to know more about it, uh, you can certainly listen to last week's Thursday episode. What made you think about starting that idea, Mike Norton? (laughs) (laughs) Your character, your other character that you play, Crank. I'm against it. (laughs) Nice, consistent. Uh, The next story is Invincible Library Delayed. Image Comics regrets to inform retailers that due to a binding error, Image Comics is reprinting the entire run of the complete Invincible Library Volume 1. The corrected printing will ship on January 17, 2007, with all current orders being adjustable with a cutoff date of December 20, 2006. So, yeah, they, they... showed there were some problems with the binding and and they were become, they, looked they were yeah they were messed up. up really bad so they decided that instead of you know putting it out there and knowing that there was a problem and taking care of it, they they did the right thing and they said you know what we'll push it back Wait, and yeah. and put them out right so I think, good for uh, that Kirkman said in the story that they sent him like twelve copies and like what ten of the twelve were messed up he, he said like, yeah two of them were okay where and, did and, where uh, did you see did you, you said you saw them? I saw pictures not, of them. On oh, our oh website. Yeah. Oh, they were on your website? Yeah. Or did they have I pictures included that. in the... Yeah, they had sent pictures out with it that showed, you know, the, the basically... The, the, the spine the, was just falling Yeah, the, off. Spain yeah. Just, the spine just completely And they had a newspaper up next to it, so you knew it was from... <laughs> with Leah Harvey Eisenhower. <laughs> 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 I knew what day it was from. I was just wondering. Because <laughs> well, the first thing, I, first thing I thought to myself when I heard they were putting that out was, 
how is that book going to maintain its structural integrity? Because they're saying it has like... Nine hundred pages. Nine hundred pages. It's carved into stone. I said the same thing uh, when they said the Bone book was going to come out, and if I hadn't seen it in San Diego with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed that it existed. I mean, it's definitely an issue when you're printing on something, you know, printing something of that huge page count that yeah well, i mean yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, case binding is expensive yeah. and you know it's uh, that's but you look that's at like the absolute editions yeah. and that kind of stuff i mean they that's they why they're 100 bucks is because well, right. like because the double stitching yeah. damn right and, you I mean, have to really yeah. imagine getting one of those for like 125 dollars and you pick it up and it just crumbles in your hand why, well, you know, I, like I, work, I work in printing. And with Rod Taylor? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> That's what I was thinking. You know, I work in printing, and there's nothing more frustrating than getting something all the way to press and binding and having it come back, and it's not bound right. I mean, it, he's, Kirkman said it was crushing whenever he... Oh, I'm sure oh, they're sure. missing so, the holiday season. I am imagining. I mean, you know, it's... it's that's you know, but they did the right thing. I think that's I'm imagining admirable. Kirkman opening up the box and like picking up the first two and they look really good and then he gets to the third one and it's crumbling and him throwing it to the ground and running to his room and slamming no! the door. No, no. That, that's why he. That's what inspired him to write the last issue of Walking Dead. He was oh, so upset, knows. which we'll talk about uh, a lot more. In, in Next story: show. Devil's Do lands Sheena in 1937. Comics forefathers. Devil's Do. <laughs> Will Eisner and Jerry Iger created Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, the very first female comic book heroine to be featured in her own title, predating even Wonder Woman by years. Three of them. Mm-hmm. In an agreement arranged by William Morris Agency, <laughs> Devil's Due Publishing returns Sheena to the world of comic books under the creative direction of Hollywood filmmakers Bal Arato of The Spirit and Sheena and Stephen E. D'Souza of Die Hard and the Flintstones. <laughs> well, anyway. Hey, they both wear leopard skins. I think that's sure. perfect casting. What are you talking about? Featuring the writing of Robert Roddy with D'Souza and Arato and pencils by Stephen Cummings as well as two covers by Tim Seeley. Nice. Featuring one full color image and sketch cover, the 99 cent Sheena preview special, a 24 page comic book hitting shelves in March, revitalizes and reimagines the ageless jungle icon for the modern world. Sheena was one of the, uh, I think, uh, fetish uh, dealies for uh, our Chrome. Crumb was a big Sheena fan. Oh, yeah, sure. You can mm-hmm. masturbate her just, like, just like people did in the Just like our Crumb did back in the 50s. <laughs> Actually, and I, and, and I don't want, I'm curious, did Iger really co-create Sheena, or was it really more him signing the checks while Will did all the real heavy lifting? Well, that's co-creating. I mean, you're right. Somebody's got to write the check, right, so I don't know. You, okay. Put on that jazz music. I'm going to read a Sheena book. <laughs> Pretty much. Put it on really loud so you can't hear what I'm doing. <laughs> Robert Rohde's an excellent writer. I'm a big fan of his. I liked when he was writing uh, Codename Knockout, and uh, I liked his Loki miniseries. Yeah, that was excellent. And uh, that, that was really good. Though. He worked on Electra as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's. I'm a big fan of his. Who was the artist of that L- Loki series? Oh, that was that painted book. And yeah, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Really good. Really good. Um, no, he's doing a lot of stuff in Marvel now. That yes, I can't he is. Remember his name. Uh, anyway, right. was it Laroca? No, it wasn't Laroca. Was it Salvador? Salvador. All right, moving on. The Immortal Iron Fist is gone. It's all gone. It's all sold out. If you, you can't get it. it, you're screwed. You can Mike get it at Dark Tower. <coughs> Mike just got yeah. it at Dark Tower. I just got it. I was amazed. I couldn't find it this week. <laughs> and they're not right. going back to press with it, isn't that right? Yeah, that's uh, what they, they, there's no immediate plans to go back. That's weird. Well, let's see. No what, Marvel must-have uh, edition. Interesting. It says, it says Danny no. Rand has his own title again, and it's uh, an unqualified success as Immortal Iron Fist number one has sold out at Diamond. Currently, Marvel has no plans to go back to press on the scorching 
hot issue. The, <laughs> the Adventures of the Immortal Iron Fist continue as writers Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction, artist David Asia, and special guest artist John Severin, that's cool, uh, bring you the next chapter of you the Iron Fist legacy in issue number two after the red hot reaction Immortal Iron Fist number like a, one received like from, from friends and critics. <laughs> Uh, Corbin Kelly of NewsArama.com said the Immortal Iron Fist is set up to become the next huge title for Marvel fans in the coming year. I wanted to do the voice. I wanted to be. The, I wanted to like, do your sound because I think it's like a newscast. So you need some well, sound do the, bites. Do the voice. No, I'll do it for the Mike Carey story. <laughs> okay, dude, dude, this is a pre-production well, meeting. This congratulations to uh, to Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker and David. Asher and to Danny Rand. Great debut. Great first. Yeah, issue. it was a fantastic issue. Lived I, up I to I the hype, it. and I think if you enjoyed uh, the Essential Collection. <laughs> I think they tapped that same great vibe that you got in early solo Iron Fist. Awesome. Speaking of early solo Iron Fist, I was <laughs> Mark There's Fady. Like he, yeah, he just bought he just had he just bought twenty copies of the first appearance Marvel of Marvel 15. Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> it's sitting over there in a box and no I just kidding. Wanna, yeah. Scott Johnson said his favorite comic of all time or one of oh, his favorite comics. Cool. He urged me to read it. Yes. Scott, if you would The like original to buy me. You're, you're talking about the original Iron Fist? Stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. He urged me. That's a good essential. I mean, it, it's. I okay. mean, really, if you Listen. know nothing about it. All I'm right, I'll get it. it. No, do Jesus. it now. It's beginning of burn. All right. Much. Exactly. Yeah. Fine. Jesus Christ. I'll go, I'll go order and it right now. And if you want to hear more about Mac from Matt Fraction, you can always listen to Word Balloon a couple of uh, episodes. Yeah, ago. we did. Yeah, and you guys, you guys talked to. Him, yeah, so. we talked to Matt. Everyone's so, but no, it's. Yeah, it's a great book, and I'm really happy. And but I when we talk to Matt, cool. it's just to him yelling about the St. Louis Cardinals. Ah, him getting really saying he wants baseball. to take a big shit on the St. Louis Arch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just, it was so funny, and you know, you take what you read in message boards with a grain of salt. But I just remember so many people going, hmm, you know, these creators. Uh, I don't know the Iron Fist. I really don't know if this book's really going to do that well or whatever. And it's like, are you nuts? Well, they're you know 14. How many, yeah, I guess they are, you know, because, man, I, all I can tell you is I've been waiting for a good I'm Iron Red. Fist book for years. Yeah. We got teased a couple years ago with a not-so-good Iron Fist miniseries. Yeah. So it's nice to see they got the right creators. And, uh, the first issue is excellent. I just hope it stays. Uh, I'd say if, if you're a Daredevil fan, read this book. Yeah. Absolutely. Borg, Borg 2000 thinks this bo- uh, Iron Fist is lame, but I have to go because my <laughs> mom tells me I have to get off the internet. <laughs> All right, next story. Uh, Mike Carey to write Enigma. Mike Carey will write Enigma, a series created by Oscar-winning actor Nicolas Cage and his son Wes, exclusively for Virgin Nepotism. Comics. Nepotism. I'm really excited <clears throat> to be on the book and to be writing this first arc in at the ground floor, so to speak. Carrie Carrie said. said, It's an incredibly strong premise built around a unique and compelling character, and it resonates with me on a lot of levels. Plus, it's going to be a blast riffing riffing creatively with Nicholas and Wes Cage and the amazing stable talent that Virgin has put together. Conceived by the comic book-loving father-son Cage duo, Enigma is a voodoo-laced thriller... That begins with a fiery rebellion on the southern plantation plantation, plantation. plantation during the Confederacy. The story moves quickly to the post-Katrina mean streets of New Orleans, where a veteran detective is trying to solve a series of murders connected by mysterious historical circumstances. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Mike Carey awesome of to Hellblazer. Mike Carey on the phone to chime in. Yeah, that yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, yeah it was the best. He's um, doing a great job in Ultimate Fantastic Four, and I look forward yeah. to anything from the Cage duo. Didn't Carey do an Enigma <laughs> series for Vertigo? Oh, I don't know. Did he? I don't, know. I don't remember that. <laughs> Somebody wrote a series for Vertigo called The Enigma, and I thought that was Mike Carey. I could be wrong. Maybe. 
I know, I know you got the, the Enigma cy- or Cypher yeah, Enigma from Boom, from Boom that's coming out now, but that's, no, that's newer. that's not what he's thinking of. <laughs> no, this is a <laughs> long time ago. Oh, really? Ago. Well, we'll have to no, look into that. The Enigma. Investigative reporting from Mike very, Gordon. It was, a, it was a great great series. Duncan Fergredo did the artwork. Um, and it was about a guy who, I honestly, it was so trippy, I can't even remember what it was quite about. Um I thought it was Mike Carey, but I could be wrong. It's probably somebody completely different. That would be interesting. Well, well, we'll have to look into it. This you're is pro- cool you're sitting in front of your computer, so Google it. Well, I'm just surprised that Virgin is doing... They talked about it at, at San Diego, their philosophy, and what they want to do with the imprint. A lot of it Peter is... Milligan, oh, it's a Peter Milligan. Oh, well, that's why it was trippy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they said they were going to focus a lot on Eastern <laughs> mythology, so I think it's kind of interesting that they are choosing a Western mythological character and, and doing a voodoo story in Virgin. So yeah, well, you know, I'm all for it. The but, Virgin you know. thing at this point has been interesting, just to sort of watch the development of, of that company and, and what they've been trying to do. I, think I don't know how, the, how successful they've been so far, but how many books have they released? Only like a couple, they've, right? They've they've had a couple no, books that have done decent. Like probably half a dozen. Snake show. Woman. Yeah. Snake Woman. They've and had, the Chinese uh, brother, Seven Brothers. Seven Brothers. They've had um, the John Woo one. Uh, yep. Devi. Yeah, yeah, um, Devi. I saw. There's, they've probably released about a half a dozen so we'll far, see. but I mean they got enough money behind them, so yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. Too Dick, ba- Dick Branson is back in uh, O'Hare Airport uh, with Virgin uh, Airlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're reopening. Nice. That's true. Welcome to next Air- story. Officials at New York Comic Con have announced that over 140 artists and creators will be scheduled to appear in the Artist Alley, a popular section of the show which features some of the top creative talent working in comic book world today. In addition, show organizers have announced that George Perez has agreed to appear at NYCC as a guest of honor, joining numerous other previously announced guests of honor, including Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, Tom Kaczynski, and Mark Silvestri. Oh. Now, we're going to read all 140 people. <laughs> <laughs> And now, John's there, going to do a funny voice after each for one. For every one of them. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people. There's it's, a lot. Uh, well, is going to be there. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, just because it's a local show for yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's great that he's going to be there. Um, who surprised me? Actually, I'm surprised John's, because I know John's was saying that he's not going to have that much of a schedule for shows, so I guess DC really wants him there, which is cool. I, I think Ale- Alex Maleev. I, I I'm kind of interested to meet Alex Maleev. I've, I've never lived, met him. He's back in New York. He was yeah, he moved yeah. back from Portland, so that's too bad. <clears throat> and us, we'll be there. We, we Mike, will. are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. Mike will be there. John, are you I'm going? S- I'm still 50, you're still not. 50. You're not sure. I don't have a table. I really hope so. <laughs> but I'll be we there. We can share it with the other 75 people that are going to share the around comic. Yeah, we yeah, only we've, we've only invited like 25 people. I, I'm not there. even allowed to sit at our table. I don't even think I have a ticket. I'm just going to New York and hang out. <laughs> Giffen, Ron, Ron Garney, Ramona Fraden. That would be awesome, man. I've been trying to see her at a show forever, yeah. and I would love to get either an Aquaman or Metamorpho <gasps> sketch. From a Metamorpho would be Ramona fantastic. Fraden. I was looking at some of the some of the other Chicago folks. Uh, Andrew Peepoy is on there. Uh, Jason Millay is going to be there. Kevin Gene Smith Hoff. and Tom. Smith. Is Tom Smith Kevin Smith's like little brother or who's Tom mm-hmm. Smith? I don't know Tom Smith. Anybody know Tom Smith? Who's Not Tom Smith, call in. Tell us who you are. <laughs> who the hell are you? Tom Smith, who are All you? right, next story. Uh, Heroes is a hit. According to Variety, NBC's superhero-themed <laughs> Heroes is the top rookie television series of the fall season. The final episode of the fall season, which aired Monday night, was the top-rated show of the night with a rating of 6.5, a 15 share in the 18 and 49 demographic. The total audience for this week's episode of Heroes was estimated at 15 million. I only put that in there to drive Dave Wachter nuts because he hates that show, yeah. and uh, and I just wanted to prove how insane he is. But that's news just flash. Heroes no, is in I, it. We actually talked about this last week on we our did. show. 
talked about how how right what, what show? Uh, Dave actually oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, none of that bothers me, and I still love it. Yeah. But he's right on every count that he brings up. Well, I think part I of it. I'm your brother. Show, I'm your say. brother, and this is how I relate to you. Well, <laughs> it is. I mean, there is like a lot of issues with the show, but at some level, it's still entertaining and. I think you had said that on, on the it's like you can't pull too hard at the strings on it, you know. Yeah, you gotta, and also and, and also a lot of rooks that aren't used to things like comic fans are in terms of understanding a giant cast and what everyone's motivation is. Right. So you gotta like hammer it home every week. These guys are brothers. This is their dynamic. This is why he hates her. Brother. You know? Come here. And also, since when do we give a shit what Dave thinks? Well, <laughs> Dave, Dave Wachter is a, uh, you know, come on, he's a, uh, he's, he's one of our leaders in he's terms of opinions. Exactly. <laughs> he is a dude. Oh, he's a he, dude, he, man. He does have opinions he's one that Dave Wachter. So, I, I, I'm horrible. I still haven't watched it. It's, it's I watched it. it it's good. Catch it's up. fun. It's just a fun. Uh, you know, it's, is it a fun? You're not reading Alan Moore. I'm reading Alan Moore and watching When you're not watching the Sandbaggers. That's a great show, Sal. Shame yeah, on your yeah, buddy. Yeah, I've been watching Top Chef and reading Helen Moore. Me too. Oh, Top, Top Chef has been, oh, it's been so good. It's been All show. right, next story. <laughs> Walking Dead. Number three, 33 sells out. Am I going to read this? The Walking Dead number 33 is an instant sellout. (laughs) The most controversial issue of Robert Kirkman's End Days epic to date has sold out at Diamond in less than 24 hours. And to respond to the overwhelming demand, Image Comics is going back to press in a world, in a world, in a world, filled with flesh-eating zombies. Humanity must become savage to survive. The issue features ex-lawyer Michonne turning the tables on her sadistic captor, the Governor, who Wizard Magazine named Villain of the Year. Fans everywhere are talking about the la- latest haunting installment of the fan favorite zombie saga, and I know both Chris and Tom. <laughs> no, I didn't think <laughs> it was bad. Comments. I think this is really weird that they came out with a press release saying Mike, that we're it's not going to s- we're not going to spoil. You can take <laughs> your <laughs> fingers out of your ears. When this press release came out, is is Walking Dead 33 really <clears throat> the most controversial? Like it predate it came out so fast. This press release from when it came out that I have a hard time justifying it as really being the most controversial. It was odd that it was like yeah. in the middle of the story arc, well, and it sold out. And it sold out. Yeah, it's, it was kind of strange. Well, was, the only thing controversial about it for me is that I read it at like seven o'clock in the morning on the train to work while I was eating a, a sausage egg biscuit, and I was just like, "That's oh, your my. problem, dude." I didn't think it was <laughs> bad. It I just think it's I thought really it was weird. disappointing myself. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that that book sold out. Really, like. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it goes back to conversations we have we've had before, where like there's some sort of weird, you know, cult of people that like torture and rape and and, no, and will find anything. Norton is dying. Sorry, over here. Mike. I've only read the first trade. Oh, uh, Christ. oh. <laughs> Norton's like hiding his head in a box of books. You're like, six yeah, months yeah. from you know. No, but I'm the same way too. Well, so, so I, I, and it's a the aliens haven't to, come at this point. I was, you know, I was. Disappointed with the issue only because I felt that it was just so gratuitous and unnecessary, and I thought Kirkman had really, with the majority, other than maybe two issues in that story, he really knows how to write horror, and there's been two issues that both concerned with the same characters <coughs> that have just been nothing but gratuitous Well, you know, we, we actually, like we, we actually had a... Okay, Mike, you may want to plug up yours, because we, we did have a pretty good post on this, and and I mentioned on the forum that I was going to read it, and it was from Bam, and uh, Bam says, I thought the issue was very successful on some fronts, but failed on others. What I liked, it was disturbing and actually turned my stomach a bit. Impressive for a comic. 
uh, a pretty serious vengeance going on, which I found surprising and cathartic for personal reasons. So it was very creative, not melodramatic, as I think The Walking Dead can often be, and uh, gratuitous violence is sweet. Uh, this is uh, what I didn't like. Didn't further the storyline or contribute to character development. It's a big minus. Read too quickly. The Walking Dead is usually a good long read. Wondered if some of the motivation was simply to shock readers and uh, hostile anyone. At least it was a departure from the 28 Days Later theme. All in all, I think it was a bold move, and I like the issue. Kirkman's got a... I'm not going to read that. Really Sandy <laughs> Vagina, though. Oh, huh? thank you. I loved her beach <laughs> movies of the 70s, yeah, Sandy Vagina, Sandy didn't vagina. You? <laughs> you? know, I agree with most of that. My biggest thing with it was that it was just a big payoff to something that he had set up earlier with other gratuitous violence and and you know it's, See, I don't know I I, I enjoyed that series book. yeah but I but it's not it's more than a zombie book no, I it's a very that, good character driven sure. story that isn't about zombies it's about the people dealing with the situations that okay. have occurred because of zombies and that's what I've really enjoyed with the book this issue was like I said I, you know it just seemed like it was nothing more than trying to pay off something that he set up earlier and to me kind of cheap but well it was just you know, seemed it it's seemed, not like i'm gonna stop reading the book it just seemed really seemed like if they go on with this book and never come back to this or mention it, that what happened in that issue <coughs> it will have been had any change or anything like then it yeah it was, that's a good point very, that's a good point yeah i mean as i said it could possibly be a changing moment for that maybe that character will never be the same again but if the next issue they just keep going on i'll be like well I don't know. Then it's it, nothing happened. I'm like, Walking Dead's one of those books now that I don't even get why how it keeps gaining readers. Not because I don't think it's good, but like if you're someone who walked into a shop and that was the first time you picked up the book, like you heard good things about it. Oops. What the f- yeah? What the fuck <laughs> would have been what I would have said? You know, like it. It's still a really good story. I just hope it isn't just an attempt to be like hey look how far you push the envelope because uh, Steve Niles in our conversation with Steve Niles we were talking about horror torture isn't horror right you know like I can it's, show you a video shock, of me kicking someone in the balls and you can be like that hurts that's not the same as like suspense you, suspense, right. suspense. Yeah, you know like that's there. there's a line that you gotta if you're gonna consider yourself horror that you got well, I, I think I think Kirkman be. has has used it now. It's and I think he can, you know, that's we'll look back on that. So, oh yeah, it was the big torture scene, but I, I think it may go back to its horror roots now. I hope it goes back to its horror roots because it, I don't know how suspenseful it's been for a couple months now. Yeah, I think I think it it could fit into a larger story that makes more sense. And I think it's too early to say that, like, this issue is pointless. Right. But it's also just... It's and at some point you have to trust Kirkman because yeah. he's got a... He's a, done a pretty fantastic, yeah. fantastic track record. It's just of, weird of, that it's sold out. It is a little odd. <laughs> like, it just seems so odd. <laughs> All right, enough about but that. I know, yeah. Well, right. congrats to Robert for selling out. Well, those yeah. are uh, those are your uh, top headlines for the week. <laughs> that means it's time to move away from the news desk. It is time for top of the stack. Top, top of the, top stack. Of the stack. Stack, stack, stack. That's right, top of the stack. It's our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Mr. Caters, you usually lead us off. What is your top of the stack? Nothing good came up this week. You no, liar! I'm kidding. I, I've got two. I have the one is that, that my Batman. Yes, Did it was on the floor. That? Um, I <laughs> there's small action figures, dolls. <laughs> I took Sal's doll. I uh, 
my first one, the one that I really want to urge people to try out is uh, Jonah Hex by uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and uh, Justin Gray. Justin Gray with uh, Jody Bernay doing the art. Uh, it's the origin of Jonah Hex, and all I have to say is Jonah Hex's dad is really fucked up. He's a dick. And he's a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. Massive dick. And it's it's a great story, even if you haven't, even if you don't know anything about Jonah Hex at all, you can pick up this story. It is a great western story with fantastic art and it's really just beautifully done it's a lot of story fit into one book as well there's nothing decompressed about it if you're concerned about that you get a, you get your three dollars worth of story with that is it still in the uh, in the the same one shot you know each issue is a, a complete story they're doing or is the, they, they're, they're, doing, they're like doing the origin, origin so it's a three-part okay. they're doing a three-part origin but you don't like each one, yeah, each yeah. one of them kind of stands on its yeah, own. Yeah, you don't have to read the previous one to know how it fits in. Like yeah, you could I just read this one. And exactly. Fine. Yeah. I think each individual story builds on the whole story of how he became the messed up Confederate soldier that he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read the first trade, so. and it was just excellent. I really liked yeah. it. But I, it's, I, I, it's an amazing series, and they have captured that all-star Western feel of, and much like the DC War Books as well, of that period when you would do a story and get it done in 11 mm-hmm. pages. They're doing it in 22, and they're telling great done in one yeah, story. It took yeah. me a little Gorgeous while to art. get used to the Bernay art. art in the first one, because it was sort of... You've seen so many people now. You've seen a bunch of different takes on yeah. Jonah at this point. And it's a very different, more... I don't want to say cartoony, it but it is. But it, it it is, but it's also very. It's illustrative, but like Luke Ross has a very yeah. realistic style. Yeah. You've seen Tony Desguzzini, whatever, however you say the yes, the fine Filipino artist who was the original artist of Jonah Hex, but I and Paul Galassi did a great job as well. We've seen many different takes on it, and his yeah. If you have a chance, pick up pick up the essentials, the not the the showcase of Jonah Hex or that first trip. And my, my oh, second yeah, one, because Jimmy and Justin did a great job, and so did the art team. My second yeah. book, because I don't want to gush about it, because it seems really second obvious book. that I would pick. I just want to mention the Justice <laughs> Society of America number one. Was it was really, fun. really It was outstanding. Very good. Yeah. Damn you, Jeff Johns, for making me care about those people. Uh, uh, yeah. Dale Eaglesham for doing such a great job drawing. Yeah. That one panel with work. Maxine where she cry, when she cries, I was like... Dale Eaglesham nailed that scene. That was perfect <laughs> art for that scene. He and Meltzer like, are gonna make. They're gonna make gonna a, a DC of a convert of yeah. me. I swear. Those are yeah. Those two books in particular really are good so companions the, uh, to each other, and they're they're. Tone. I have to say, I'm more of a JSA fan than I am a JLA fan. I think the JSA. I mean, just as a whole, not just like this new series, but I've always read both yeah. of those books. Or not always, but for a long time I've read both those books. But, but for some reason I've always enjoyed the JSA a bit more just because it's that connection with the Golden Age. Well, what, what I love is the beginning of JSA, and I'm not going to spoil it too bad, hopefully, for people, but there's a scene with the, the Trinity is there talking to you know the founding the founding uh, members of the JSA, and, and it was, what, Batman that said the, the League has always been the quick strike force and the society has always been the family. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a great way of describing well, those two I'm already, teams. like... Anticipating the summer JSA Jelly crossover that Meltzer and Johns have like <laughs> planned for this summer to bring back the tradition of the, the summer crossover from ye old days. Absolutely, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And also doing it within the monthlies and not having you know mm-hmm. an uh, an overpriced uh, collection. Like, and I'm sorry, I, I thought Virtue and Vice was a fine story. 
I, I and I and I'm a huge fan of Goyer and Johns and Pacheco, who the the team on the book. But I always felt that was a little overpriced, and and I and I resented that because I was one of those kids that would buy them for twenty cents a month and crossover. You know, cool damn it. Stuff. But uh, no, it looks good, and I love the teases at the end yeah, that yeah. Uh, talk about some future arcs for JSA one. Yeah, so, it'd be very cool very cool stuff. Uh, Mr. Centris, what are you reading? Um, a ton, and I and I think I'm in agreement with a lot of your books, knowing uh, what you guys have got coming up. But the one I wanted to pick was uh, Batman Detective Comics, uh, Paul Dini, the great Don Kramer, and uh, I don't know, Foucher's, Wayne Foucher on inks. And it was, man, if you're looking for a great Joker story, if you're looking for a great Tim Drake story, a done-in-one classic was in this month's it's, Detective. Yeah. It is it is fantastic. A, a great <clears throat> confront, confrontation, and I think, you know, uh, Paul Dini proves again why he is on this book, and... He knows the Batman universe and is able to bring out the best in these very familiar characters and a very familiar scene, Robin and the Joker. In a car. seen it a million times. <laughs> in a car. And it's a it's a fantastic story. And and I and I give him credit because I think it shows that Tim Drake is worthy of, of being a, a strong Robin and another funny uh, Joker story. And also a glimpse into what was going on uh, in 52, during yeah. in fifty two with uh, the Bat family while mm-hmm. you know things were happening in Gotham and everywhere else. So well, I love story. I loved what Bruce Wayne said in that when he was like Joker walks into a room and he picks out the person that's most scared of him and then that's the person he performs for almost like that's the his target then yep. is to scare that person the most well that's and it's scenes like that and and, and text like that that makes it such a great heavy characterization that is concentrated in 22 pages i mean this could have been well maybe not because it was a car ride so maybe it couldn't have been a couple issues long yeah yeah really this is kind of the anti boy i'm really glad you guys said that and i, and I like the right the, in the you know, car for i'm you. the goddamn joker <laughs> Right yeah, and that, I mean, this is and and really, you get a serious dose of who Tim Drake and the Joker are in this book in just twenty two pages. Cool. Well, you think then about he's a master. you think he's about awesome. the how yeah. limited the scenery is in that, and how they're in a car like the whole time except for the flashback. But how that doesn't bother you. You never think like, oh God, when are they going to get out of the car? Yeah. You know, like but so much happens within the con- confines of that. Mm-hmm. And the Joker's also as fucked up as Woodson Hex. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also, fucked uh, up characters. Tim Drake. I really felt this was a different Robin, and I liked the the slight difference in characterization between him, it Jason showed, Todd, it and Dick Grayson. A more, a more complete Robin, you know, not just a sidekick, a character that could stand on his own and, and well, get but, out of a situation and think things through. And it really showed you that. But learning, but but still having to kind of double check himself and saying, okay, what have they always taught me about the Joker? Right, what do I need right. to do to to protect myself against him? But I I liked it. But I, also I liked the way he I gets out it of it is it's not it's not like the whole issue you go through and you're like he's doing everything Batman taught him, but then the way he gets out of it is something that only he. Would have, would have come done, up with yeah, yeah. Right. He no, and that's done, yeah. well, that's the twist of the story. I like Tim Drake. I like Tim Drake. He's a good character, and it's I, I think you know as they've written him, I think he's going to be a, a you know worthy successor to um, oh, yeah. uh, to Grayson in 200 oh, yeah. years when he takes over Batman yeah. <laughs> with the gun, the gun like that tight. Everyone's story. got guns. And, and and another you know book that they're doing one and dones on. You know it's a one shot story and just excellent stuff. And and it's and I may, I'll be curious to see how they all connect because I know that's the surprise of this Dini run is that they are all going to connect in. Did some you just way. spoil that? 
for everyone? I, I don't think so. so yeah, I said that. No, I'm just kidding. But no, you know, and it's funny because actually it's not part of the news, our newscast, but it just came out late today that uh, action is being delayed one month, the 3D comic, to make room for another. Uh, and, and because they're pushing it back, they're putting in a fill in issue with Dwayne McDuffie. And I saw a lot of immediate, oh, rolling their eyes and stuff. I think DC is really kind of done themselves a favor and making the fill-in issues that they do put in matter. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, and in fact, Didio, I just interviewed him last week, and it'll be on a coming uh, a word balloon that you'll probably hear the same week as this episode is out. Um, Didio has said that it's very important that DC find these guys that can really do a great story in, in uh, 22 pages again. Well, it's can like comic want... fans bitch about more? It's like, oh, I don't want, I'm so sick of writing for the trade. Oh, I don't want to see one-shot issues. Oh, it's like, fucking, why do you read comics? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> what? I mean, really, look at it as a glass half full. You're getting, you're getting good, interesting stories done in one, and where you get, you know, oh, no, it's, you know, you don't get uh, uh, Freddie Williams or who I, actually, I forget, I think it was J.K. Snyder who was supposed to do the art for this Batman J. H. Williams. J.H. Williams. J. H. Williams. J. H. Williams. Williams. Thank you. I think Kramer's art in this was amazing. Kramer's, Kramer's awesome. Kramer's a he's great a fantastic artist. artist. He's an amazing artist. Yeah. So, you know. We're shut not up. saying that because he's a Chicagoan. <laughs> No, no, it helps. No, he's a good artist. All right. <laughs> so anyah yeah, great. Speaking uh, of artists. Please read yeah, uh, Classic Joker's story. Oh, Mike, uh, in between all of your drawing, do you have a chance to read any actual comics? No. Do you, I hate comic books. You, the only one I read this week was Beyond Number 6, and then oh, I'm sorry, I was kind of depressed. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, all right. It's a hell of a top of the stack there, Mike. Um, my top of the stack this week was uh, Welcome to Tranquility from Gail Simone and Neil Gooch. I'm sorry, they did that. Um, it's a Wildstorm book. This was number one. Uh, I just had so much fun reading this book. It's it's basically Tranquility is a small little town, uh, sort of like a retirement community for old and retiring superheroes and supervillains. Um, and the the sort of the gist of the story is about uh, the local sheriff. This woman who's the granddaughter of an actual hero, but she doesn't like talking about that much. And just sort of what she has to put up with with all these goofy characters that live in her in her town. Um, I thought Gail Simone just put out a really funny, entertaining, smart story that, that wasn't just like a bunch of gags or anything. I mean, it, it was fun as hell, but it also had smart. some great... Yeah, just just real smart sort of nods to golden age comics and and just comics in general and and uh, and also at the end of it it was like a whole different story starts you know it's like you have this mystery all of a sudden at the end of the book um, but there was just some just funny funny moments in it with with you know sort of uh, archetype characters that she has in this retirement community there's like um, uh, this one character Maxim Man or Maximum Man who um, would used to say this uh, magic word and turn into the most powerful mortal on the planet, but he's so old and senile now he can't remember the word, so he just spends his days reading uh, dictionaries to try and find the, the magic word, and just all sorts of stuff like that. And maybe my, I think my favorite part of it was, um, and it was just a little nod to uh, um, the uh, the old EC comic days and the and the uh, house committee on that. She she put a little mention about. Uh, uh, two of the characters were talking, and, and one of them said, "Yeah, you know, there was this German psychiatrist that tried to make a big fuss about comics uh, back in the '50s, but nobody ever paid attention to him now, or, or never nobody paid attention to him, and now comics are a three billion dollar a year industry." <laughs> Which I just thought was a, a great little <laughs> thing for, yeah, you know, and it's just like wow, and and uh, the art was fantastic. I've I've never really seen anything from Neil Gouge. I don't I don't know anything Did he about do his Majestic. 
Was that? I oh, that that. Right. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Tom, um, the fountain of knowledge. One time right. only. And, and honestly, <laughs> at first, when I first looked at it, I, I'm not a real huge fan of sort of like cartoony art that much, but it really fit the story because it has a, a lighter, fun feel to it. Um, and and I and I thought it worked really well. But there's just so many great things in this. Makes book. millions. Yeah. Minxie Millions. Kind of a Richie Rich and, and, kind of uh, yeah. riff. If, like, you know, I mean, there's just all... Child you know, Aviator. Um, but at the, but really, at the heart of it, there's a really good story, too. Oh, it's absolutely. not just it's not like a gag, you know? It's like not it's not like a one-trick pony. There's a really good story, too, that you're going to follow and, and really get in, you well, know, wrapped Mixie, up in. Mixie starts as a joke, and then her, yeah. her story gets really kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... And yeah, no, I think a lot of emotions are going on in this book, and Gail Simone shows you why she's a great writer. She is a great writer, and... and it was just so much fun and, and just a, a great sort of change of pace for me to, to pick up. You know, there's it was a great week for books, but you know, there's so much serious stuff out there. That, it was that a ridiculous I, week for books. Yeah, I, I when I checked out, <laughs> I seriously so it was obscene. It was so great. Oh, yeah. It was it. I, I, I can tell I you're, know, you're I, morally outraged. I, <laughs> <laughs> moral, I, I I didn't even look at you know the Wednesday's list. I, I forgot to take a look. I came into the shop. I actually missed it. I came in on Thursday, and I'm checking out. I'm like, oh my god, it's like a you know, foot and a half. Oh yeah, we haven't thing. mentioned Kari Andrews' uh, Rain, the Spider-Man yeah. story that started, which I heard was amazing. I'll sold out here. this week. Sold out. Yes, here. sold out in many places. So. Midnighter number two came. Oh, out. Oh, that was awesome. That was really good. Uh, New Universal. New if Universal. you haven't read it, it was. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, starring Gene Hackman and Sawyer from Lost. I saw Gene Hackman what? in there. Oh, Gene Hackman. I haven't read totally it. In that Sawyer Starbrand, oh. I think. Um, the other side, which uh, other side number three came Agent, out, and we'll, we'll be talking with Agents, Jason Aaron on, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can we quickly mention? Oh uh, yeah, Agent. Jeff Parker again gives an interesting turn on a, on a character like Venus and tells a very dark story about uh, Venus's past. All I, I can I, say is M11 is like the coolest looking character in a comic book <laughs> ever. He's just like, never said a goddamn word. Yeah, you know, he's just like the, I don't know. There's something just so book. so striking about. A classic 50s sci-fi yeah, robot. And, yeah, and it's, it's just so cool. When, He's just so cool. When I uh, when I interviewed Jeff, he pointed out what he feels the strength of this book is, is that all the characters in Agents of Atlas really represent a lot of great pulp, uh, pulp archetypes. Yeah. You've got yeah, the secret sure, agent. Sure. You've got the se- you've got the mermaid. Mm-hmm. You've got... The gorilla uh, man. The, the, you've got the gorilla man. You've got <laughs> the killer robot. Uh, you got the space alien. I mean, it's as opposed to a space non-alien. Uh, but it's uh, it's great. It really well, is. Well, yeah, the space alien in this flying saucer. It's yeah. not a sh- yeah. starship. It's a flying saucer. No, Jeff's doing a Jeff's doing a hell of yeah. a job, and I'm all for the next Desolation, uh, jo- Desolation Jones number eight came out. Mm-hmm. Really second good. second issue of that uh, that arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my top of the stack. As you're right, Superman Confidence. Superman Confidence. We'll talk about Mystery that in a Mystery in space. You guys are. Awesome. Awesome. I loved it. I another love, good. I haven't read it yet. Cross Bronx. Cross Bronx wrapped up. That was stuff. the Terminator. Good course. God, there was a lot yeah. of good books. Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk issue. number one hundred one. I haven't read it yet. In don't. this issue, I think. Oh, Nightly see, News number two. I think yes. you see. Uh, I think you see how the Hulk's going to get home. Ooh, nice. quite the teaser, Tom. Yeah, I think you're seeing. He figures Space out how he's getting home. Space Cabby. <laughs> the whole the whole thing is him trying to talk some guy into giving him a ride, and he's like, "Well, if you're headed that way," and the guy's like, "Well, I don't know. Like, he's I'm not leaving. Out. From, yeah. I'm leaving right now, and you got friends here." And he's like, "Well, listen, just wait like half an hour, and I'll split gas well, my with wife you." Will be back and the guys <laughs> swear to God. All right, Chris, what's your top of the stack? Along with. All of those great comics. There were some pretty intense ones. We talked about Walking Dead 33 and uh, uh, Exterminators. I read those. Uh, I read those 
what, last night, and they were just intense, and I needed something to relax with. And Superman Confidential number two, I was, I mean, like, tense after reading Walking Dead. It was a very disturbing I book. I thought you read Walking Dead on the train this morning. Oh, that's right. It was on the train. Oh, oh this lies. Continuity <laughs> fucking airs. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I, a good catch. I, just I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he fucking read it. I think he read the press release. And it's controversial. No, that's right. I did read it on the train. It was so controversial. It was brutal by its controversy. Controversially speaking. Retroactive. I was retroactively outraged. What was that again? I'll be outraged on a day to be named later. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks for listening this week. We'll be back again on Monday. Uh, no, I like after reading those, it's like I just need to read a good superhero comic book, and I was what I was in the mood for, and <laughs> Superman Confidential was the perfect book for that. It was I'm a fool for Tim Sale artwork. I love it ever since Long Halloween. I've been a huge fan, and it's just he has an amazing way of making things feel old but really cool they have a, a oh, yeah. great 50s feel to them but it, it's it's gorgeous stuff and uh and he is he is doing some fantastic work on on superman confidential it is written by darwin cook which i i pulled another book aside to kind of do a dual uh review uh batman uh and the spirit came out two weeks ago which is written by jeff Loeb, but drawn by darwin cook and man darwin cook is just doing Doing some great stuff. Superman Confidential's fun story, uh, but man, the, the guy, the guy can draw too. Yeah, that's that's what mm-hmm. Mark told me. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Superman Confidential, it's an Adventures of Superman we story. To, we had to thumb wrestle for this for top. Of the oh stack. yeah, I was I was kind of bummed because yeah, I I loved it too. I I thought. Here's a classic Daily Planet Superman story. Mm-hmm. And everyone complains, oh, I don't know how to write Superman or anything. Well, Darwin Cook doesn't have a problem with it's them. There. So it's there. So fuck you. Well, but it, it, <laughs> <laughs> if you're complaining. It's, <laughs> it's that great triumph Tom at around of, comics. Uh, yeah. of, of the Daily Planet. It's Car- it's Clark, Lois, and Jimmy pursuing yeah. a story. Perry White going, eh, something's going on downtown. Lois Olsen. Kent, the, you're on it. It's the great. Well, it's the races. magic of newspapers mixed I with think, superheroes. I think what Cook, what Darwin <laughs> no, Cook does said, so well is, is, you know, he he has that obvious, you know, nostalgic look to his art, but he also gives it enough of a modern, you know, feel to it that it's not, it doesn't seem out of place or like campy well, or anything. Yeah, you know? it's boiled down to its essence, is what it is. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is, there you go. I mean, it's you know, what is what does Clark Kent do? Clark Kent investigates the mysteries that Superman ultimately solves. Right. But also... He, I has, think, he has to make decisions, like in this one, it's like, well, I've you know, got a date with Lois, but I also have to save this village from a volcano. Well, and, the, and the underlying, yeah. I think, theme of the story what is, too, choose? because uh, it, these confidential books take place early in their careers, because mm-hmm. Batman Confidential also came out, great Andy Diggle book. But uh, it, in this case with Superman, it's, you know... Am I truly invulnerable? Is there anything out there that could possibly hurt mm-hmm. me? And I think we see that you know this will be like one of the first times he encounters kryptonite. But but that's the kind of inner monologue that Superman is dealing with mm-hmm. because while he's trying to save this village, he he has a, a, a moment of crisis where he doesn't know if he's really up to the task and if he's really going to survive. Yeah, uh, I mean panic. It's it's, it's one of the, it's <laughs> one of the uh, you know the edge of it is it is, it is a, it is a real tangible. 
mechanic from Superman, yeah. which you almost never, never get in a comic. Well, and that's that was what was great about if you like Superman for all seasons, certainly there's a connection with Tim Sale's art. But I think they're mm-hmm. following that thread of the humanity of Superman, mm-hmm. and I think you're seeing that sure. uh, the self doubt and. It, no, I think it. I think it plays well. I, I, I think you, it would have been a nice companion mm-hmm. to the film, actually, because yes. I, I think it really, again, speaks to the core of these characters. What do you think about the the both issues so far? They they begin with uh, basically a big hunk of rock talking. Yeah, well, and I think that's it's, interesting. It's very interesting. Well, we'll see what's. Yeah, obviously, there's a secret about what's inside that kryptonite. It's not mm-hmm. just a kryptonite meteor. There must mm-hmm. be something going on inside. It's it. like, maybe yeah. inside. Uh, maybe. The baby. Maybe. Maybe it's kryptonite. Can I say something about? I wanted to say something about Batman Spirit. I thought uh-huh. that was one of the best, like all ages, fun, uh, you know, old story kind of books out that wasn't old or you know it didn't feel old. You know, what I mean, it was very. Entertaining and modern, but it, you know, it all, at the same time, it gave you, you know, those two classic characters supremely well done. I mean, oh, they were just yeah. so well. The art was so villains. good. The the, the and, right and, and all the villains. Yeah. And although, and it was, although no Ebony White, and I was very disappointed that yeah. Ebony White was not in the book. I thought it was going to be. Maybe <laughs> of the good. spirit. You know what, but, but I just thought that was. You know what it reminded me of? Well, I. You don't have to have him saying, show enough, Mr. Spirit. I mean, you could have him being yeah. a black character. That You know, that's the thing. And I think I, I think Ebony White belongs in the Spirit, and I'll be interested to see what happens when Darwin takes mm-hmm. over, if Ebony shows up or not. But mm-hmm. I, I think just as Tonto has been stripped away, and Cato in the past have been stripped away from their stereotypes, and you're left with what made them good, important characters, mm-hmm. I think Ebony's a, a good character for the right. Spirit and could still be a, a reasonable guy. Dolan is there, obviously, and Ellen, and mm-hmm. I, I love this story. I thought this was fantastic. Is there a rule, and I, I meant to ask you, Mike, because you, you're not Canadian, but is there... I remember reading this about Ty Templeton. You're not Canadian. Well, How do you feel about well, Canadian? Well, we've, well, we've got these two books. Darwin Cook writes one, and he draws the other. And I thought I had read that they're hesitant in, in giving Canadians who can do both, and specifically Ty Templeton comes to mind when he was doing the Batman adventures, mm-hmm. where he would draw one and write the other. And everyone was saying, why don't you do both? You're capable of doing it. You clearly understand the character from both sides. And I, and I know it was some sort of, like I think, double royalty issue that I think... Oh, you know, I don't know. You know, oh, wow. You know anything about that? I know, but now that you bring it up, because I was trying to think of what the hell you could be getting on to about... <laughs> we often you, know, you, you don't want a Canadian sense, controlling the spirit. Yeah, we, just, you don't, <laughs> we just don't want them drawing. Yeah, they, <laughs> you want an American then to stop like them. like when you go up there, you have to hear Rush every fifth song on the radio because it's actually a law. It is a law. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the, the Canadian country, like, they get subsidies. Yeah, Yeah. per hour. You, well, they want to support you know, yeah, all the arts. Sloan. Yeah. Is the only good Canadian. All right, all right, all right. Come on, back to Canada spirit, which you didn't even get a chance to talk about. Tell us, what did you like about? No, it was kind of, it was kind of the the same feeling. It was just a good, fun superhero book that was, it was well written, it was smart, but it was fun. It was, they were the two fun. I'll tell you, it it made me very excited Mm -hmm. to look forward to the uh, the spirit series that's coming out from Cook. Have you read much of? I have a couple of the of the uh, the the archives okay. editions. I think I have the first two, and I've I've read uh, those. So yeah, I'm I, I mean I've, I used to I'm a fan of the spirit. The, this the the Batman spirit. It was the closest thing I, I've read to what the animated series, the the fantastic yeah. Batman animated series. I'm reading this. I'm like, this is the same kind of feel. It, it's it fun. was it was you know it's it's dark and serious, but fun 
and you know dark and serious in that Batman the animated series right. way where you didn't feel like you were watching a ridiculous Saturday morning cartoon. It was a good cartoon. And, yeah, well, it, I think that's what I was trying. That, I was trying to say earlier is like it, it was an it's an all ages book. Any anybody could read that. There's no no. You know, real violence in it. There's no swearing. Oh, yeah. There's no, you know, there's I, a I scene mean, where the vulture is like, you know, eating some security guards. Yeah, but you don't really even yeah, see much of anything. But what I'm saying is that, but it wasn't written like it's not like it's a it's a campy, silly it book either. Down. It's no, not yeah. dumbed down. It's it's like yeah, but it's it, yeah, extremely well done, and, and I, that's what I thought it was. I used to read the Warren Spirit reprints as a kid, uh, the magazines, and that's how I got into the Spirit, and um, I, I think. Clearly, Loeb gets it. Uh, I don't know if Loeb ever did those. Um, remember the New Adventures of the Spirits from the from the nineties? They had that series. No, that for a was. While. Um, I mean, there were several creators that did that. Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan Moore yeah. did one. did one. Um, and I don't know if Jeff did one or I not. I don't know. But Cook was a great choice as soon as they announced it. And I know too, Dennis Kitchen, um, who's kind of the keeper right, of the, of the yeah yeah estate and kind of making sure everything stays consistent and stuff. I, I think it's going to be fine. Kitchen was in charge of Warren back then. When uh, when the spirit reprints were coming out, well, it's certainly, certainly a good book, and, and I know that some people have talked about it as being like the best single issue book that came out this year. Oh, I don't know. Snap. Yeah, yeah I, just well, read it. Have fun. It was extremely yeah, good. I thought it was. Pick it up yourself. Yeah, read it. Did I think uh, <laughs> Mike Norton did? I think Batman did. Be cool like Mike Norton's money, but I wow. but I like the book a lot. Okay. All righty. All right, guys. Well, that will uh, wrap up top of the stack. Uh, let's go over. A few announcements here at the end. I want to remind everyone that uh, your Round Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode, so here in a couple days, you can check out the Long Box of Love. Brian Bowles does those every week, so make sure to check those out. They are a lot of fun. While you're at the site... I was going to read it. After you check out the Long Box of Love, hang around the site and fill out our listener survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make a Round Comics a better show. It only takes a few minutes. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of the best comic book podcasts in the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com. All right. Just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays. Uh, this Thursday, here in a couple days, you'll hear an interview with uh, Jason Aaron, writer of The Other Side and the upcoming series from Vertigo <laughs> called Scalped. And you want to go ahead and talk about our, our next interview after that? So. Oh, uh, yeah. Next, uh, next very week, excited. we're having a, a true legend in the industry. And I know a lot of people throw that word around, but this is this no, one, no doubt yeah. this is this man is a legend in the industry. We're not fooling uh, you this time. Gentleman Gene Colon is is going to be joining us on the show, and, and uh, we'll be we'll be happy to talk to him about his long and and history uh, in comics. He's done everything. He's you know done every kind of book there is. He's worked for. He's a legend. Yeah, he's he is a legend. So that'll be a week from this Thursday. Correct. So and then we've the week after that we've got some fun guests and it's gonna be fun. And, uh, and then we're yeah, be, we got some yeah, good stuff lined we'll up. We'll be talking so. to Steve Rude really soon. Steve so. Rude. The Rude Dude. The Rude Dude is on his way. So uh, so yeah, keep uh, keep checking in uh, to around comics. All sorts of fun stuff coming up here. Uh, would like to thank our sponsor, uh, Athena Voltaire. Thank you very much, uh, Steve Bryant. He's a heck of a pal. Uh, Number three came out this week as well. Yes, it did. Yes, it is. Uh, The listener LCS Challenge, if you want to go to the site and download our flyer, we would appreciate it. Uh, Throw us a vote at Podcast Alley. We always like that also. And if you can be as cool as Andy Parks and leave us an iTunes music review.
I thank everyone for joining us today. Tom, Sal, always a pleasure. Mr. Norton, he, he Norton's over there getting back issues. Oh my God, is he filling out a poll list? I'm just looking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just look. I don't know why I have the highlighter in my hand. I'm not going to. John Sunters is wandering around. The fifth, the fifth Beatle. Thank you. Thank you. The P Johnny, best. always fun, my man. Nice boys. Always. All right. It was a nice Eddie boy. Uh, everyone, have a fantastic couple days. Check out the next episode on Thursday. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. Nothing. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same. Bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved. Why you got my love and love me long?